Greetings. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast, and this is episode 98. Greetings everyone. I hope you are keeping safe and well as we mark another lockdown week in the West. Despite lockdown, we are continuing to push on with our actions that we can take to progress our best life plans. And this brings me to one of the most common statements that I've heard in the last few years and more recently since lockdown began, which is people telling me that they have or have had a book living inside their heads for the longest while, but they don't know if that book is real or if that book is worth writing. And this comes up more since I published my latest book, which is the Start Your Business Workbook and Planner. So in the spirit of giving ourselves best life work to do, This week, I'm going to take a quick look at some of the key questions you need to be asking yourself to determine whether your book is real, and if it is, whether you have enough material to write your book. I'm putting out this episode in the spirit of pointing you in the right direction and giving you actions you can take to help you solidify the idea in your mind of whether you should give life to the idea of that book that is running around in your head. Something that one of my elders always used to say to me long before I began writing books is that everyone has a story to tell and therefore everyone has a book inside their heads. So what I want to do is to give you a head start in asking this question of yourself before you decide whether you have the interest or the courage or the passion to do anything about it. And in the spirit of best life planning, my aim is to share a thought process with you that you can use to help you decide whether to take that first step of acknowledging the possibility of what your idea of a book could become. When getting ready to write your book, you need to give some thought to what you want to achieve for yourself by writing that book. Is it that you want to raise your profile as a writer or a leader in your field? Or do you have a new concept that you want to share with your waiting or willing audience? Or is your book going to add value to a product, programme or service that you already have and which your audience is already engaging with? The other point I want to make is that this podcast episode may just as easily apply to one of your children or a relative. And in listening to the episode, you're going to know because this episode is going to resonate with you because you will have heard one of your relatives or your children say, I'm going to write that book. And because the idea of writing a book will have been going on in your family discussions or around in your head for some time, this podcast episode may likely strike a chord. Okay, 
So taking all that into consideration, let's get into the main points you need to consider if you're thinking about writing your book. So the first question you need to ask yourself is, what is your big idea for your book? You need to decide what it is that you want to share with the reader by asking yourself what you want to write about and what you feel is important to write about and whether you can carry these ideas through a whole book. When you've come up with your ideas, think about the idea you're most passionate about and go with that idea because your passion will help to carry you through the writing process. If you find that you're struggling for ideas, think about the kind of books you love to read or the type of books that have a major impact on your life and then ask yourself if you could or would want to write similar types of books. At the end of this process, you should have your idea for a book in mind. For example, when I was thinking about writing my employment rights books, I really wanted to produce the kind of book that was never there for me when I needed help to overcome the problems I was facing at work. What I found at the time was that all the help was invested in trade union officers and colleagues who for many reasons were not there to help me or would not help me. And because of this, I suffered terrible abuse at work in my early working life. That experience inspired me to write employment rights guidebooks that would help workers in a step-by-step -step way to challenge unfair treatment at work and to defend themselves against allegations made against them by following a thorough step-by-step -step process that was never explained anywhere in the workplace. That was my big book idea and my books and what I wanted to share with my readers was inspired by my experiences. You will need to go through a similar process to find your big book idea. Once you have your big book idea, the next question you need to ask yourself is whether you are clear on what genre of book you would like to write and the style you would like to incorporate into the writing of your book. This is crucial because if you get the right genre but the wrong writing style in your book, or vice versa, you could end up with a finished product that will confuse the audience you are trying to reach. So the question you need to ask yourself is what type of book could you write? And there are several. Firstly, is your book factual, like an information book or a textbook or a guidebook or an instruction manual? Or is your book fictional, meaning that the story you want to tell is wholly from your imagination? Or is your book a mix of both factual writing and storytelling, a bit like an autobiography, which is a story of your life or an event that has happened or an experience that you want to share that has both a mix of storytelling and factual pieces of information interwoven together? Now, you may have a book in all three of these areas, but to get started, you need to decide on writing the book that you can finish. And that will be based on how much information you have to scope out your book. For example, if you're going to write a novel, that is, write a fictional book, you're going to have to think about who the main character is going to be in your book, 
And then you have to think about the context, which is the worldview or situation in which the story of your character will take place. Then you have to think about what your main character is aiming to do or achieve in your book. And then who your character's main opponent will be in your book. Then you'll need to think about the disaster or the misfortune or the setback your character is trying to prevent or prevail by defeating their opponent. And finally, you need to think about the end prize for your character who is winning at the setback or the misfortune. An example of this put together can be found in the story of The Lion King. In The Lion King, the main character is Simba, who is set to inherit his father's kingdom. The context, which is the worldview or the situation, is where the story is taking place, which is, if you remember the cartoon, you see these great plains of Africa and you see Simba and his father standing on a rock and surveying their land. And it's a vast flatland from where Simba and his father at that rock have a beautiful vantage point. That's their world view. The objective in the book is for Simba to become king. Simba's opponent in the book is his uncle called Scar, who is the baddie. And the disaster, misfortune or setback in the book is that when Scar becomes strong, he destroys all the good work that Mufasa, Simba's father, has achieved. So once that setting is out there, the book is then a set of experiences involving Mufasa, Simba and Scar as good tries to defeat bad. Sometimes winning and sometimes losing battles, but eventually winning the battle and defeating cruel Uncle Scar. In this example, you can see how the main structure of the novel, that's the character, the situation, the objective, the opponent and the disaster, are all woven together to achieve the prize of good battling over evil and eventually winning through by the end of the book. And so on reflection, your book needs to be able to follow this path or a similar path so that you take the reader on the journey that you were taken on when you first engaged with The Lion King or a similar book. When it comes to writing non-fiction, the layout is different because you don't have a character within the book and instead your book will either build character or add value to the character of your reader. So the first thing you need to look at is the problem your book will be solving for your reader. And you can answer this point either by asking a sample of your readers or your audience what they are having difficulty with and what you can do to help them. Or you can look at social media groups and other forums to familiarise yourself with the questions your audience are asking. The next stage is then to think about the topics your book could cover that would best help to answer the questions or to solve the problems your audience is seeking answers to. Once you have your topics, you then need to bunch your topics together into subjects and subtopics and then put your subjects in some kind of order that will take your audience through the process as they read the book arriving at the end of the book with the answers or the solutions or the finished product, program or service that they are looking for. 
Once you have all this in place, you can then start researching each of your subject and topic areas to add strength to the information you want to put into your book. Your research should look for other articles, quotes and examples of other people's work that supports the learning points you are trying to make. And if that research is not there, you can state that in your book and claim the new space for yourself in your book. When it comes to writing an autobiography, let's say you want to write your own autobiography, the standard format is to write things in chronological order. So you would start by considering your whole life, how you have lived it, trying to remember the important times in your life and the achievements the adventures you had and maybe some things that didn't work so well, which all contributed to the shaping of your life. Next, you need to make a list of all the events, incidents and accidents you would like to mention and all the people who may have played a part of that history and who out of those people is still in your life today and still relevant to the story you want to share. At some stage, you will need to bring those people to life in your book by giving your reader a brief history of each person and any events or key incidents or experiences that make those people important to your story. And finally, you then need to look for supportive materials like recordings, other books, photographs, letters, documents, souvenirs, mementos, or anything else that helps you to tell your story and get the people, places, stories and timings in the right order and on the right timeline. Getting through all of this will take you some time. But once you've finished your preparation, you will be in a much better position to decide to write your story and to decide which parts of your story you want to tell. Now you have an idea of the different types of books you could write, before even writing a word of your book, the next thing you need to consider is how you want your readers to read your story or your book. Let's say, for example, that you've decided to pack up your essential stuff and move you and your children from the UK to an African country. This would be your story. But the most important question you would need to ask yourself is how you would want your reader to read your story. Would you want your reader to read your story as an autobiography? sort of like your life story that led you to making that decision and blacks it in the UK and your story containing a mix of storytelling and factual information for your reader? Or would you like your story to read as a total fictional story with a beginning, middle and ending to your story full of characters, settings, objectives, opponents, disasters and an end prize like the Lion King story that I went through earlier? Or would you want to tell your story as a factual guidebook for other people to follow in a step-by-step -step way by following what you did to move your family to an African country? These are the sorts of questions you need to ask yourself because getting your genre right 
will be key to how you feel for the book that you want to write. Then finally, once you've made this decision, you then need to think about who the ideal reader of your book will be. You need to think about this because you cannot cover the wide range of readers that could possibly be attracted to your book. To get around this, you need to think about the key attributes that describe your reader. For example, you could focus on the ideal age of your reader and whether your reader is a child, a young person, an adult or an elder. The gender of your reader may also be important in terms of the audience you are trying to reach. Does your book need to be specific here? Ask yourself whether the race of your reader is important to the reader being able to understand your book or whether your reader needs any specialist knowledge or interests to be able to read your book or carry out any of the actions in your book and so on and so on. You almost need to recreate the image of your reader in your own mind so that you are clear about who your audience is when you're writing your book. When I began writing books, I asked myself these questions and I realised that although I could tell a good story, I just didn't seem to have the knack of putting that story on paper either as a fictional story or as an autobiography because I felt I would struggle to convey the same passion in writing for the stories I could very easily tell verbally. So I decided that until I can get to that point, I would write books about parts of my story and write those books as guidebooks, using my experiences to create step-by-step books that people can follow. I realised that I found it easier to show people what I did to achieve my results rather than telling the story of what happened to me to get me to my results. And that is the subtle difference you will need to work out for you before you've even written a thing. This is something you're going to have to work out for yourself in terms of which of the writing styles suit you best. Remembering that the key is to write. Once you start writing, nothing is setting stone forever, not even your genre. No, it just needs to be set for now so you can make that start. To end up with a finished book, there are many more processes that will follow the initial process of finding your big book idea then deciding on the genre of the book you would like to write, then deciding on the best format that suits the story you want to tell or the book you want to write, and then finally deciding on who your ideal reader of your book will be. But once you've gone through this initial process, only then will you be ready to write your first words. How you prepare and plan for the writing of your book is as important as the content of your book because if you get these foundational planning steps right you will be writing your book on solid ground and everything you do after this to complete your book will be much easier. There are other stages of book writing that you have to consider like the format of your book. Is it an audio book? Is it a digital book? 
Is it a soft cover book or a hard cover book? Is it a series where there are a number of editions split into different sections? These are additional things that you have to consider. But for me and for now, the key and the most important thing is to write. When you have your finished book, it's at that stage that you can think about the format, remembering that some formats are more easily transferable than others. But there are even workarounds for that. For example, if your book is a picture book, it's a little bit difficult to have pictures in an audio book. But there's a workaround with PDF attachments that people can download and follow as they're listening to your book. All I really want you to do as a result of this episode is to listen to it, re-listen to it and then review your position. And then after that, once you've done your prep, the key thing is to write. I would be really interested in your views on this week's episode because we're talking a big game in 2021, which I believe is within everyone's reach if this is what you want. Living Your Best Life in Africa is several weeks away from its second anniversary and I want you to talk big game this year. So let me know your views on my social media pages. I would love to hear from you. And if you're someone who's sort of been saying, oh, you know, I keep saying I'm going to say something or leave a review. If you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking about setting up side hustles, then it's good to get into the process of putting your voice out there so that it will be reciprocated for you. The other thing I would like you to do is to consider leaving a podcast review on iTunes or anywhere else where you're listening to this podcast and where you can leave a review. We have to get into the habit of uplifting each other. We are all that we have and if we don't do it for each other, no one is going to do it for us. I'll end this week's episode with a quote from Marva Collins, who set up one of the first low-cost private prep schools for poor black children in her neighbourhood in Chicago, where she provided books for those children. Her school became a huge success because she believed in success and shared her story of success with her audience. Marva said, Trust yourself, think for yourself, act for yourself, speak for yourself and be yourself. Imitation is suicide. I say, if you feel you have a book inside you that you want to write, I hope this episode gives you inspiration to at least explore your possibilities and think for yourself. You owe that to yourself. You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asher and until next week, I'm 